I some sort of weird glitch happened on the last episode when I uploaded it in that oh well it, it was nothing terrible it was just like for whatever reason there's like 20 minutes of dead audio at the end of it that I mean usually when that happens there's like something that got left in the timeline or whatever but I checked I was like no Well, it was James I, doesn't listen to our podcast when he edits it. <laughs> well, it Don't was, be silly. It was when I was uploading, I was like, wait a minute. The, the, in the timeline, it says it was this length. But on the file on the podcast feed is this length. Huh, that doesn't match. But, I mean, it's not the end of the world. Like, people probably not. It's just the end of the episode. It's just, all. yeah, it's just, just a bunch of nothing at the end of the episode. So, weird stuff happens. Um... But anyway, uh, so how was your wild, wacky adventure going, you know, back to Louisville by way of New York? Oh, yeah, yeah, so I had a, a fun air travel adventure on uh, Sunday into Monday. So the um, Louisville airport didn't cancel the incoming flights for Sunday night, and I had an incoming flight, well... I don't know if it was in particular, but I think it was. Was it anyway, re- weather-related? or? What? I couldn't get out of Minneapolis. It was. They claim it was weather-related, though the website said it was like equipment. And I was, I was upset. They didn't pay for my hotel or anything, which they usually do when it's their fault. But they were trying to pass it off that it wasn't their fault. But whatever. So I got a hotel in minneapolis they told me the website said they had a shuttle they didn't have a shuttle so i had to pay for a cab to get out there wow so i was uh i was done by sunday night and but i was okay with the flights i got for the next day so that all worked out well enough but every flight out of minneapolis to louisville was booked for monday so they had to get me on a flight at 8 p.m out of LaGuardia in new york Jeez. So, yeah, it took me the better part of 10 hours for an hour and a half flight. Wow. Lovely. Have, let's see. Uh, so how long were you in New York? I was all told probably like four hours. Oh, okay, so mm. that, that was your layover? Yeah. I see. I was, it was only supposed to be a two-hour layover. Nice. That didn't didn't end up taking off until probably about ten o'clock because of weather in New York. Oh sure. Had you had you been to New York besides your layover? Nope. Well, now you can say you've been to New York. <laughs> I don't really count it because you didn't you, know, you didn't get out and see anything. True, I suppose. There's probably things in New York worth seeing. I just I feel like. I would never like plan to go there as a destination. I feel yes. like I would only see sites if I was there for another reason, like and a work extra trip. Time, like a a work trip is the only circumstance I could ever think of, like willingly going to New York. It's just not something I'm profoundly interested in, and it's not like, you know, I'm like hate New York or anything. It's just like, eh. uh, anything that I could get in New York, I could probably get elsewhere. For cheaper. way cheaper, <laughs> for much cheaper. And I also think that the like um, 
cultural glamour of New York City it's is a little overrated. Yeah. It's like, I don't need a white I heart New York t-shirt. I don't wear white t-shirts because they're awful to clean. So. My aunt lived in Connecticut for a time and sent us a bunch of those. So that's... Ah. My my every time I think of like I love New York t shirts, it's like the really crazy faded ones we ended up using as wash rags eventually. Besides, you don't want to wear that in New York because you'll be pegged for a tourist immediately. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because <clears throat> nobody in New York wears an I love New York t shirt. No. They a Yankees ball cap, sure. That's basically the uniform. But yeah, no. I well, fortunately, I mean, yeah, you, you were able to get back without too much further trouble, but yeah, it was, it was, it was kind of wild. Yeah. Um, gosh, what happened up here? Oh, I got to um, go to breakfast with our friend Josh on Saturday morning. That was fun. Um, he and my brother Aaron and I went to the frying pan and they talked about liturgy for two hours, which I should have expected with, with those two. Um I sad mostly listened to it, uh, but it was it was fun hanging out with them. I didn't see him in a while. Um, yeah, that was that was a good time. Ah, well, I had more to say about that, but shoot, that's all it I was, have to say about that. Yeah, <laughs> it, it was it was fun to uh, to catch up with him again. Um, oh yeah, he was in town because his wife had the Twisted Sisters. I mean, Trusted Sisters Women's Conference that the diocese was putting on. <laughs> Thanks, Emma. You put that in my brain. Now I can't unthink it. We're not going to take it anymore. No. <laughs> Listen up, Emma. <laughs> We're not, we ain't taking it no more. We know you're listening. More cowbell. Actually, um, we know she's not. Yeah, yeah, pretty sure. But nobody has been on the, the Apple analytics forever. Yeah. But the bit is, when we reference somebody, we know you're listening because, of course, yeah. you're... We know they're not. Yeah. Unless I just don't like stealing that, that bit because it's not our bit. Oh, sure. True. But it's useful. But it is useful. <laughs> um, I mean, that's that's pretty much all that's happened for me recently. I mean, aside from just plugging away at homework and doing my job, I, I don't have a whole lot to say. Not a lot as interesting has happened to me. Yeah. I mean, not a bad thing because honestly it's... if more th- interesting things happened to me i would probably have more reasons to complain yeah <laughs> that's fair it's uh it's it's kind of that just plugging away time of year well we're about to get to spring break here at least uh for for you college yeah. for yeah. you for yeah. me did you just have one or do you not get one? i don't get one. you don't get one oh do, that's, you. do they have spring break for college seminary depends on the college seminary for the most part yes because hmm. they're generally run out of you know colleges. Yep. Right. So. So um, no, I I do plan to uh, go visit some family over the weekends around uh, uh, spring break. I don't buy some. I, I don't. I didn't get that week off of work, so I will be here for during the week. But the weekend's bookending, and I plan to go visit people and uh, bring steal my younger brother Isaac for a couple of days, hang out in Fargo a bit. Hmm. Should be a good time. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're getting ready for the spring break at work too, and it'll uh, it'll be uh, pretty extra quiet during those days because that doesn't really affect me. Um, yep. The Facebook has got a got a must go on. Uh, 
Yeah, I guess. The post must go on. Mm-hmm. There you go. That's what I I've mean, been enjoying the increased mimetic content of Bison Catholic lately. Oh yeah, yeah. I gave a... I gave Matt some kudos for that. That was <laughs> he had some pretty funny ones in there. I I have not seen that mostly because I don't pay attention to yeah. Well, and Facebook it's 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 like relevant to the stuff he's trying to promote too. That's right. part of it. So um, that's good. Just for Framer audibly looking up the Facebook page for Nathan's benefit. Um, Facebook for Nathan's benefit. That's not a thing that's no, often that's said. That, yeah, <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> At the start of my holy hour, it's Michael Scott. Sometimes I'll start to pray, and I don't even know where it's going. I just hope I find it along the way. Uh-huh. Um, there's that. And then... Um, I think another one was Ash Wednesday related. Oh, yeah. Panic? Yeah. Yeah. The panic, calm, panic, meme man thing for Ash Wednesday. That was pretty good, too. So I, I gave him some <clears throat> kudos for that. Um, It's funny. Me and my um, DB were just talking about how we think um, Bison Catholic could improve their social media presence. Just like last week. Oh, really? And without having mentioned anything to Matt or anything, he just like starts Mm -hmm. doing something different. So, yeah. And he's probably, I mean, part of the thing too is they've been moving into the new uh, facility over the last month or so, and he's getting a new media studio and stuff set up in there. So, freaking jealous but that's that's cool he he can he can play with this it's okay leave it behind you I don't know. have to go I know. back i know i've left it behind <laughs> i finally washed my hands of that place yeah man after all that <laughs> all those times return. you cleaned the building and you're only just now washing your hands Shh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but there is a big honking crane across the street in the they're parking gonna, lot they're gonna put a hat on the steeple they're now. gonna put the, the the big hat on the bit on the church the, the steeple is going up soonish within the next week or so so that should be kind of cool to watch although arguably most of it'll it probably, probably happen during the day while you're while work, I'm working so you'll yeah. see the before and the after i'm more actually no if it happens next week i won't see it because i won't be walking to class yeah somebody was How like goes progress on the church um i mean they've been installing like the storm windows by the look of things. So mm-hmm. I imagine that as they finished up with like, I think the from what I understand, the main thing they're waiting for is materials because you have all that marble and different things like that. So the interior doesn't look like much has happened with it yet. But the outside's looking more and more complete. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, we went to the first Knights of Columbus meeting at the new Newman Center. And I decided to wander around the offices. Uh, I mean, because I'd gotten a tour, but before everything was furnished, so it was kind of fun. And I was like, oh, good to see nothing. Some things never change. Somebody left a pot of coffee on the burner that was starting to burn. You could smell it from halfway across the... And then I went over to turn off the burner, and Nathan was like, stop it, James. This isn't your problem anymore. It's like, (laughs) I can't help it. I got to turn it off. Or else it's just going to be encrusted... uh, at the bottom of the pot and somebody ought to scrape that crap out but um had to christen the new building somehow yeah that's true i think we lost a couple of coffee pots to that back in the day like just straight up shattered ah. um from being left on the burner too long too many times and i was like who needs coffee at seven o'clock in the evening apparently somebody Old people yeah true um there was a time in my life where I could get away with 
drinking caffeine late and still being able to sleep. But that was probably just because of the level of exhaustion I was operating at. <laughs> it's uh, it's definitely at a point now where it's like, if I don't get enough sleep, my body will be like, okay, I'm just going to take this into my own hands and sleep longer than you wanted to the next day. Uh-huh. It's like, I'm getting sleep one way or the other. So I just don't fight that battle anymore. Plus, I don't really have anything worth staying up for anymore. That doesn't stop me from doing it, but... Oh, well. Such is c'est la vie. As, uh, it's like the French. They, they have a whole different language. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Anything, anything else at seminary going on? Not particularly. We have priesthood promises on uh, tomorrow. Ooh. So that should be interesting. Hmm. The deacons that are going to be ordained transitional this spring summer will be making their promises to make their promises Mm. i see so presumably after they've met with the bishop and declared their intention to be ordained a deacon well actually this is required for the call to orders okay Mm -hmm. so we we did deacon promises a couple weeks back and these are for the the current deacons okay but yes you have to get this before the bishop can issue you a call of order call to orders so these guys will be ordained priests this year yes cool are um let's see how how many how many uh, guys from seminary are being ordained this year the class is about 12 at minerand sure and they're kind of spread out here and there across different dioceses i suppose Yep. That's that's always cool getting new priests in the church. Need them. Mm-hmm. Well, um, eventually this podcast will include a priest in the church. We're the Palladian Papists. I'm James. I'm Nathan. And I'm Riley. And actually, speaking of religious leaders, oh yeah, there we go. Uh, we're we're going to talk about the M Night Shyamalan film Signs in our episode of Philosophical. In a world where one man will decide whether to pull a lever and kill one man, or not pull a lever and allow five people to die. Find out in Philosophical. Yes, Philosophical. The show where we get philosophical lessons. Brown eyed girl. So yes, <laughs> the Shamalama makes a return on uh, on the Palladian Papists. So, uh, Signs came out, I believe, what was it, 2002? Something like that? Yeah. Uh, so it's starring Mel Gibson and uh, Joaquin Phoenix uh, are the two main um, actors. So you have the Hess family. Uh, they live on a farm in Pennsylvania. Um, Graham is the... is. Uh, Mel Gibson's character. He's a former Episcopal priest who lost, uh, so like basically the U.S. version of Anglicanism is my understanding of it. Um, he's audibly lost. nodding. What's that? Audibly nodding. Oh, yep. Um, so he's, he's <clears throat> lost his faith um, after a traumatic experience of losing his wife who was run over by a car while out on a run late at night. Or a walk or something, but um, 
Leaving behind uh, two children. Yep. Yep. He's a son and a daughter. Um, the son has, um, uh, yeah, son Morgan has asthma, and his daughter has this thing. <clears throat> she's afraid of amoebas, so she constantly leaves glasses of wa- unfinished glasses of water lying around. Actually, the house. I think she gives different reasons for every glass of water she leaves out. Oh yeah. Out. So but <clears throat> she has, yeah, she doesn't finish her glasses of water, and there's just, and she's constantly asking for a glass of water, so they're just all over the house, and is kind of, um, you know, trying to make his uh, tr- his younger brother Merrill, played by Joaquin Phoenix, is also staying with them. Just kind of, uh, <clears throat> he's bumming uh, with them for yeah, a while. He's kind bumming of with them for a little bit. He used to be a minor league baseball star, but he never really made it to the majors because his batting average wasn't great. Although he set the record for home runs, but he also got a lot of outs, so he never really made it to the big leagues. So stuff kind of continues apace at the farm until one uh, until they start encountering these crop circles in their cornfield so you know they're, they're figuring it's probably somebody pulling some elaborate prank um and of course there's the people who are like oh it's probably aliens um but the animals um in the in the town also start acting really strange um even the family dog for the Hess family dog tries to attack the kids and uh, <clears throat> Morgan is forced to defend his little sister by stabbing the thing with a grill fork. So that's kind of a traumatic experience. Um, so somebody is watching their farm. They, on several occasions, see a tall, dark figure spying on them for the roof of their barn. So... Um, Morgan Freeman. No, not Morgan Freeman. Uh, where did that come from? Well, Morgan's, Morgan's the name of the sun. So yeah, yeah, yeah. that's where, he, where Morgan came from. It is... Uh, what is the name of that? Graham it's and... Mel Gibson. Graham and Merrill try to chase after the figure, figuring it was some, you know, some pranking kid or some stalker person. But the, the figure disappears into the cornfield and they encounter yet another crop circle. Um... They find out that similar crop circles have been popping up all over the world too quickly to be merely a grand elaborate hoax. Try not to directly quote this uh, synopsis, but anyway. Um, So he starts listening to like a a police scanner radio and... um, People are getting freaked out. Yeah. Like uh, he he comes home from town one day and... uh, Meryl uh, and the two kids are wearing tinfoil hats. Mm-hmm. And they're watching this rather creepy found footage from South America of this strange alien-looking creature outside of a birthday party. So, yeah, they're, uh, they're, they're debating um, what, what the heck is going on. They, they, accident, they have an old baby monitor from when the, the youngest was little. And they start hearing weird, they turn it on and start hearing weird noises from it that sounds like some creatures communicating. Um, so, yeah, they, uh, yeah, sorry, I'm losing my train of thought. So, they, one evening, they hear the dogs barking and they go to the corn and they hear the clicking and weird gobbly noises they were hearing on the baby monitor. So, um, and he's like, yeah, hey, if you, he, he yells out, um, it's like, okay, whoever you are, 
I'm not going to like call the cops on you if you just leave me and my family alone. Okay, we can talk about it. And then, then he, they see something that clearly isn't human. Yep. Retreating into the corner. Like, okay, let's get, let's get out of here. And he freaks out, runs back to the house. Um, and then he tells them that, uh, yeah, turn on the TV. Something uh, weird is happening. And they find out that there are weird ethereal lights that are appearing all over the world. Um, so, yeah, basically, it appears that some sort of alien invasion is a- afoot. So that night, they're kind of keeping up staying watch. Graham and Merrill are kind of talking about faith. Um, at this point, it's revealed that, like, Graham has lost his faith in God because, like, he doesn't wear, like, his habit or anything like that following the, you know, following the accident where his wife died. Um, so one of, the, one of the key quotes from this moment is, like, there are two kinds of people, those who see signs, miracles, and those who see coincidences. Which kind are you? So um, there's the whole. <laughs> Meryl tells this hilarious story where he's like, "Oh, I believe in miracles." There was this one time I was at a party with a girl, and I was, and she was. We were gonna lean in for the kiss, and it was gonna be so great. But then I realized, oh, my breath is awful, so I turn away to put a mint in my mouth, and I turn back, and she's thrown up all over herself. I would have been traumatized. Like if I if I didn't grab that gum, I would have I would have had a. Whole I'm a me. miracle man. He goes, <laughs> so funny. So um, he, Meryl's a funny character. Yeah. So. So yeah, um, after um, they start seeing footage of the alien, yeah, all over the place, and uh, they um, they 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 find some newcomer, or they find some fellow townsfolk who uh, who have are rather stunned and apparently have had uh, some sort of encounter with the aliens. They're like, uh, oh yeah, by the way, they don't like water, so they manage to um, they manage to trap one in a shed. Um, that's been abandoned and accidentally cut its fingers off. Yeah. Like this really kind of freaky encounter. Um, so they, they, they need to decide what to do because these alien creatures are infiltrating the area. So um, they decide to stay in the house and try to hold down the fort. Um, so yeah, they're, they're uh, boarding up the house and, um, have their last family meal together they you know so they think and then the baby monitor starts going off again the dogs are barking and then they abruptly stop and uh so they're they're basically defending the house um from you know shadowy figures and eventually end up in the basement uh at some point um morgan gets grabbed by the alien and, um, and the, apparently the aliens emit like this sort of toxic gas or something like that. Um, so they, uh, they, they notice that, um, well, in a flashback, um, Graham remembers his wife saying some rather strange things as she was dying, which the doctors just attributed to her brain kind of short circuiting as she's, slowly passing away but she one of the things she said was just keep swinging or no tell Meryl to just keep swinging and so Meryl's prized bat is hanging on the wall and there's all these glasses of water lying around the house (laughs) and the aliens don't like water so Meryl starts whacking the alien with the bat and spilling water on him and which is apparently toxic to the alien so he drops Morgan and runs out the house um 
And Morgan, what they thought that he had poisoned him with the, the the alien poison gas, but he's also asthmatic. Yeah, he's had, had an asthma attack, so he realized, oh wait, his lungs were closed. He didn't breathe in the gas, and they get him an inhaler and manage to revive him, and he is in fact okay. So, um, they, the you know these memories of uh, his wife, you know, giving basically from the grave instructions on how to survive. They, um, uh, Graham has restored his faith in God once more and, uh, and, and in miracles. And he's resumed his life as the Episcopalian. After the minister. aliens were driven back. Yeah. Apparently kind of people figured out how to fight back against the aliens. And so the, the, uh, invasion was defeated. So later, yeah. Graham goes back to being a minister again and re, re regaining his faith so that's uh the the, the halting uh (laughs) synopsis uh brain fog james gave today (laughs) so have you uh have you seen signs riley i have not now we kind of gave away the twist but i mean (laughs) it's i I think the movie is still worth watching just because of the execution of it being a Shyamalan movie yeah i i I think it's like it's it's a little bit of a weak twist because it's like our our air is like fifty percent water or something like that. Right. So it's like doesn't quite hold up to intense scrutiny, but like mm-hmm. on a sim on a. But honestly, I kind of don't care. It's it's it's, yeah. a, mm-hmm. it's a pretty decent movie. The film doesn't. Like maybe it needs to be in enough concentration in liquid yeah. form to something be able like to. That. I don't know. Yeah. Um. So. I guess we can talk about some cool things about the film. The film actually does a pretty decent job of um, the concept. Yeah, it, it, it does. It's kind of a it's kind of an interesting meditation on on faith and miracles from like a different different angle than what would you'd ordinarily expect. Right. It's a more practical human modern angle from mm-hmm. like you know something. And, biblical and right? things and things that commonly drive people from faith is like the loss of a loved one and being unable to cope with like you know why would god allow this but and it also manages to show how in some of the out of, out of like pain and trauma like that you know god can still bring good like and actually there's there's several levels of like failure and pain in this family there's mm-hmm. the loss of his wife there's his son's sickliness and asthma mm-hmm. there's merrill's lack of success and not going anywhere or doing anything mm-hmm. so it's like there's several like ways where they feel like they've been abandoned yeah in a way but at the in the end out of their weaknesses they're able to overcome a great struggle basically against against the aliens which um i feel like if you if you wanted to look at it from like sort of a higher level the aliens pro- the, like just kind of generally represent you know unseen strife and uh, difficulty in life i suppose just the unforeseen randomness of yeah. what life throws at you mm-hmm. sure because the aliens themselves and also things that you sort of can't really understand mm-hmm. right because you don't really get a good look at the aliens till the end of the movie and honestly even though it's like one of like the driving antagonistic force in the movie isn't really super important to the movie itself beyond how the family responds to the threat. And I think that's the thing. This is a very character focused film. Yeah. It's not so uh, much. The, a... the, the plot description didn't take us very long. Cause not a lot really happens. Mm-hmm. It's more about these characters, their relationships with each other and with 
the world at large and it, it takes its time to slow down mm-hmm. and just let them hang out let yeah. them discuss <laughs> what they're thinking about or going through mm-hmm. there's some fun there's some fun moments in and there too yes the, the kids are funny they're like watching the tv and like trying to like oh are these aliens and so they're wearing tinfoil hats <laughs> the, and then their uncle Merrill comes in and he's like what are you guys doing and then they show him the the footage of the alien in brazil or whatever and then then uh graham walks downstairs and they're all wearing tinfoil hats and like so he's like okay the, no more tv <laughs> For you guys. There was one bit where Meryl's all worried and he's talking with their dad about all mm-hmm. the stuff and that's going on and they're listening to the radio about all all the freaky things going on. And the kids are getting worried and it's like mm-hmm. the kids are getting worried. And so Meryl's like, Don't worry, it's it's not that big a deal. It's just a bunch of nerd losers who can't get girlfriends playing a big hoax on everybody. <laughs> and the little girl's like, Why can't they get girlfriends? <laughs> <laughs> just, just the 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 things and say. then he he like while while the trouble is sort of brewing there's there's people in the town who are like worried it's the end of the world or something so he he goes to like the store it's or something in town and this teenager <laughs> yeah the, this this teenager at the at the cash register is like starting to he's like uh starting to tell him her sins and stuff he's like i'm not a practicing minister anymore and besides, we don't even do that, do right? We? Except they do. Oh, they Some do? Episcopalians do that. Okay, yeah. They're they're Catholic, basically through and through. They do like adoration and believe oh, okay. in stuff like mortal sin and all that. So yeah, because like, at the, at the end of the movie, he's wearing a habit not unlike a Catholic priest. Sure. So you mean clerical sense. attire, not a habit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Clerical attire. Yeah, his clerics. Um. But yeah, she's like, she's just like trying to say, but not say all the swear words she's been saying. And he's just sort of saying, like, could you please check me out? <laughs> but yeah, so there, there's some, there's some fun. There's, it's, uh, it, it's lighthearted in its characters and its story. Yeah. But it's also doesn't shy away from the serious. Matter. And it contrasts it, like the lighthearted moments. It contrasts heavily with like the tension. Cause like the whole, right. the whole sequence of the aliens breaking into the house is quite, uh, you know, suspenseful. I think in general, this movie does a good job with like tension and release. Yeah. It's, it's a suspense ish film, which Shyamalan has kind of pulled off in some of the other movies. Like we've talked about uh, uh, the sixth sense. If you want right. to go back to that, like there's the, the scene where they're, they feel, think there's somebody outside the house. And so, mm-hmm. um, Mel Gibson and Joaquin Phoenix are like running around on opposite sides of the house, trying to scare off who's ever mm-hmm. there. And then they meet in the other side, and it's like, oh, yep. there's no. And they're they're like yelling, pretending to be the police or something, showing up. <laughs> or like, and it's like he, I said he a was curse trying word. to yell and be square, be scary, and like you got to curse, man. You got to say swear words. It's like, and so it just like, came dang. out as the most awkward thing ever. Mm-hmm. It's very funny. It's like oh, you made me curse. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's um, I don't know. I'll just all in all, like a like a good film. Every I. <laughs> full disclosure i watched this like 10 years ago so i tried to go off of memory i'm like well this isn't working but it's gradually coming back to me one of these days i'll have to rewatch it ideally we will you know rewatch. wasn't that one of the ones we did as a movie night when we had first really gotten to know each other uh i only ever remember watching that once with my aunt okay and like when she came to visit us growing up okay because there was a period of time uh in the early 10s uh, where when we had moved into the area, we then. watched Jurassic Park. Watched, no, no, no. Well, no, that was that was years later. 
Well, I don't, we, I don't we watched Jurassic what... Park. We also we watched Star Wars. We watched yeah. Rockies and stuff. There, there was a bunch of films. There was just a bunch of movies. That was just yeah. a period. Anyway. Yeah. And uh, aside, aside. <laughs> yeah. So I guess um, without having seen it, what are your impressions generally, Riley? Yeah, it's um, it sounds like an interesting little thing. I'd have to watch it to get a more thorough idea. Of... It's definitely easier to appreciate. Yeah, having, you know, watching right, it, but yeah. my thoughts are just kind of like the the interpretation of miracles it's kind of an interesting thing because mm-hmm. that's something you can do from a purely philosophical point of view mm-hmm. you know, david hume addresses miracles in one section of his um treatise on human understanding and mm-hmm. he's critical of them because he's primarily he's a skeptic in terms of his epistemology but like there are principles that you can use to understand miracles as possible, you know. Mm-hmm. And in in Hume's world, when you follow to its logical consequence, in fact, miracles are entirely possible. You just shouldn't place much expectation that they are credible. But they're, you know, it could rain cats and dogs tomorrow as far as he's concerned. Mm-hmm. Sure. So, like, yeah, there's there's a philosophical way to approach miracles. And I'd like to see, like, more in-depth how they treat that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's, it, it's kind of an interesting way to, like, illustrate um, miracles and providence, too, through, like, the sort of Shyamalan formula of like having all these different things set up through the movie. And then you have the twist at the end where it's like, Oh, all of these things serve a per a, a purpose. Right. It's about how it, it comes together. Things were set in place mm-hmm. for a purpose. Yeah. It's not just random bad things mm-hmm. that happened. And even like the tragic death of his wife, like, um, which is, you know, causes Mel Gibson's character to lose his faith in the beginning. Um, Another great problem, the problem of evil. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, how the, can what, God be perf, all perfect, all good, and all knowing if He allows bad things to happen? Mm-hmm. And that's kind of yeah. That's really the one of the biggest like themes of the movie, I suppose. Um, but like out of, yeah, out of that out of that death, out of that loss, like you know, God is still able to bring good to the family and like save them in distress and all that um and sort of recognizing that um is what is you know mel gibson's character is able to do to be able to like come back from that and Mm -hmm. regain his faith um especially because like considering like you know he was episcopalian like minister he you know he was very serious about his faith and you know to that point had been living a great life he had a good family and everything but you know the loss of his wife really kind of threw him off that track and he it took a great another great struggle to be able to kind of bring him back from that which is honestly probably what happens for a lot of people um in their lives like you know i'd like for my grandparents for instance when my grandfather passed away my grandma didn't come back to the church until not long before she died there was a few other things in there but like the loss of a loved one can be a can put someone rather violently face to face with the problem of evil and, and have difficulty you know living reconciling that with yeah everything else that they know from their faith mm-hmm. so like it's a, as a um 
it's 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 a it's a good use it's like a shaman i don't really know what his religious stance is generally speaking but it seems like he at least understands that much about you know crises of faith i I think he's some form of christian Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm, i'm not i don't know off the top of my head but yeah but he, he at least possesses a certain level of understanding that, that allows him to explore these things so well in this movie. So um, I guess if we don't have anything else want to talk about, we can get I mean, into I might have had more to say if, again, I had seen it more recently. But yeah. that's And if I had seen it at all. Right. Yeah. That's that's a, a, a problem we need to really Don't worry. We're going to do our homework. Life. <laughs> we're gonna do more homework we have we have uh, movies to watch yeah. and things to do so um but at any rate let's get into some transcendental analysis so why not truth what are truths we can find in signs i think i think it's actually I, that's more there, there is no evil that god cannot bring god does not allow evil unless he can bring good out of it is the core yes is the, the core perp- takeaway. there are no you know the problem of evil doesn't have a nice clean solution anywhere no but it's a mystery in order to it is a mystery but one of the key things to remember about it is that if god prevented all suffering the, the universe would no longer make sense yep if he just miraculously intervened anytime anything bad was going to happen nothing would be predictable Mm-hmm. nothing would be intelligible to the point that our lives basically wouldn't mean anything and it's just random events happening with no causality whatsoever and also there's like the, the reason evil exists in the first place is to allow us the op- uh, is because we need to have free will and you can't have free will if there's no choice to make mm-hmm. so if you can't well, choose the reason God. evil exists is because it was chosen by some individuals mm-hmm. right and so, so like the absence we, of good more than to the be more precise of, right but if we didn't have the option to not choose to choose not right. god we wouldn't have free will so mm-hmm. it's that's a correct thing. but yeah that um it's 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 god um allows bad things to happen but that he also it's not like everything like uh, things always go bad like you know in the in the in the movie like you know the the tragedy of losing his wife but then all through these other small miracles he's able to preserve his family through there is a plan to have faith in yep yep so it's not all just chaos and sadness and it won't make sense until after the fact when you're like oh it it lines up now and Mm -hmm. may may not even make complete sense after the fact it just you allow him to work in your life (laughs) yep pretty much and you know Mel Gibson's character is kind of forced to, to do that on a certain level, but then like he willingly chooses to return to that, mm. uh, to his faith afterwards too, because you can always come back. Yeah. And that's kind of the other thing too, is that God will use tragedies and different struggles in life to kind of show you he still loves you. So that's kind of like the, um, you know, the uh, defending their house from the aliens struggle kind of, and like the ways like his daughter's quirk about leaving glasses of water around the house or like his wife's dying words about keep swinging or, you know, his son, even, even the hardship of his son's asthma keeps him from breathing in the toxic gas. So, um, 
so yeah, all these all these small ways in which Providence, you know, like God, God still shows Mel Gibson's character that he loves him and will provide for him. and and will provide, yeah, mm-hmm. sort of allows him to regain his faith that way. So that's like the big major themes of truth in this, yeah, movie. It's kind of obvious, maybe a little too on the nose, but mm-hmm. honestly, it's yeah, it's all right. It's it's good. Um. So goodness, I think overall is probably like the family dynamics are really good in this movie. <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, despite his falling away from the faith and stuff, Mel Gibson's mm-hmm. character is a father who puts his family above everything else. Uh, and wasn't he... And w- when they were deciding to leave, uh, when they were taking like the vote to either stay at the house and defend it or leave... He or would, like go, go to like a lake home or something where there's his uh, water he was the one that wanted to, to to leave and take his family with him right i think so um well but oh no he um yeah i think he it doesn't yeah the summary doesn't say it and i don't remember but yeah they they you know they have to choose as a family what they're going to decide to do and then work together to accomplish that outcome um, and even though, like, you know, um, Graham is the older brother um, and he, you know, is, is sort of teaching Meryl some things. At one point in the movie, um, Meryl sort of comes back at his older brother like, hey, um, like the fact I don't want you to lose your like you. Um, I hate the fact that you've lost your faith like this. And I don't ever want to see you look scared like you did in the basement when we were fighting the aliens. So like sort of keeping his holding his brother accountable and like, Hey, you're the, you're the head of this family. You need to maintain your, your strength Mm -hmm. and composure. And also like, that's, that's kind of the thing when, you know, purely speculating here, but sort of the father figure also needs to maintain his faith for the sake of his family as the example he leads for them. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, you know, in, in, you know, Graham's case, you know, he's a he's a minister as well. Like he's the head of he was at one point the head of a in a community in a community. So not, yeah, he's not only the head of his family but the head of his community and mm-hmm. faith. Yep. Um. So yeah, but yeah, the, he's you know it's shown through the film that like he's a loving father and you know yeah older brother too and you know he very deeply loved his wife who very deeply loved him and so you know they were both they were sad to be parted but. Family, yeah. That that's the goodness. It's yeah, the family. Yeah, it's family. So that's that's it, the main elements of goodness in it. Yeah. And it's a happy ending too. Yeah. All things considered. Um. You, uh, beauty. The pacing and the storytelling, you know, are they're they're really good in the movie. Yeah. It. Not not a whole bunch it's, of like plot points happen. Yeah. But the way they're spaced out, there's like. It, it it has a lot of breathing room, mm-hmm. and it just kind of unfolds. And it sort of takes a page um, uh, out of the Jaws book in that the the threat, the like the 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 threat of the monster is like the the tension and suspense that comes from that is through not being able to see the threat clearly. And I suppose that's sort of another symbol. I mean, it's, the movie's called Signs, after all. That's unity. Wait. Yeah, yeah. Well, well yeah, we'll do that later. Um, but yeah, like the sort of the absence, or, or like not being able to see the your uh, the monster that's threatening you, clearly sort of builds the tension. That's 
also that that's a common monster movie type yeah. of thing like you like you mentioned jaws or like alien or predator mm-hmm. predator stays like invisible literally for most of the movie actually right. and then masked for most of that afterwards. yeah and you have so like, like, the, like the monster unmasking at the end when they're fighting it in the living room during the during the daytime now um i suppose there's some symbology behind that because like you know like once you can see the monster clearly it's like you know you're able to deal with it you know bring bringing the troubles to the light of day and all that well, um, in in general, like at the end of the movie of most like monster type movies, yeah, it's not until the end of the movie that they know how to fight it. Yep, and that's when you're allowed to see it clearly mm-hmm. when they have a distinct goal to defeat it. Yep, or a clear path. Yeah, so it's like the the fear of the unknown is kind of a common theme with those kind of monster movies, right? Mm-hmm. And so, and that's it, kind it's, of it's a technique. It's a yeah. very common one. And for the time, like I remember when, when I was watching, not being like super impressed with the alien, but maybe that was that like you know like it wasn't like a, for as little as it shows stunning. up, it'll probably hold up just fine. Yeah, no, it serves the purpose through the movie, and maybe the fact that the alien isn't like you know super convincing on screen is like kind of serves the artistic purpose we were talking about. Is like when you can see, you know, evil threatened strife like in the light of day. It doesn't. It's not glamorous or anything like that. Um, but yeah, it you know for the time it, the movie came out in like two thousand two or whatever. So I mean like I mean Lord of the Rings came out in two thousand two. There's yeah. some good CGI in the time. It's so. a product of its time, yeah. Um, no, yeah, overall well executed film, I'd say. Yeah, the the dialogue is very human and natural mm-hmm. feeling. The pay, it never really felt too slow, but um, isn't afraid to take its time. Yep. So uh, everything held together. There weren't really any wasted moments. So overall well executed film. So. Um, I guess that brings us to Unity. So yeah, a sign. Um, it's sort of an interesting, um, sort of interesting wordplay going on there. On the one hand, you've got like the crop circles and the lights and the yeah. the, the messages in the speakers and it's signs the and signs wonders. of uh, out out uh, otherworldly life. Yeah, you know? signs and wonders of like you know the apocalypse or something like a great, you know, a great threat coming down. But also. Um, you know, as signs as symbols, like um, there's also the more positive understanding of signs, like signs from God, um, that are meant to guide us throughout life. So, like being the, you know, the, his kids' quirkiness or like the, the dying words of his wife. Um, but ultimately, signs in the divine sense are meant to point us towards God, and rather like simple way of looking at it. But I mean, that's really what they're for, like. God will only. Uh, I feel. I feel like. This, um, correct me if I'm wrong on this, but God will only place miracles in our lives. Lives if they serve to bring us closer to Him. Yeah, I'm, that's the gist yeah. of it. <clears throat> so, all of the little miracles that happen throughout the movie, these signs and wonders, lead you know Graham back to God by the end of the movie. So. Yeah, science is yeah kind of the, the unifying principle here. Yeah, it, it, it works on a number of levels. Mm-hmm. It's really a, a, a clever title for yeah for it. So it's a, yeah, good, pretty solid film. Yeah. Can recommend. Yeah. Uh, any further comments? Nope. All righty. Well, uh, thanks for listening to the Plating Papists. You can listen to us on Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts, and leave a rating on the platform so let us know what you think of the show. 
follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Palpapus. And if you have any questions, comments, concerns about, you know, how long it took me to get through that synopsis with the dead pauses or complaints or suggestions for future episodes, email us at palladianpapus at gmail.com. We will talk to you guys again in the next episode. Bye. 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 Thank <laughs> you.